This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's still a long way away, but Arsenal return to Premier League action this weekend. No, it's not this weekend. It's next week because we have to wait till Monday. Uh, but this, of course, looks ahead to the next Arsenal fiction, which, which in this case is the Sheffield United away game. I'm joined usually uh, by some of our members, but for today's show, we've got a special panel of guests. Let's jump into today's Arsenal preview show. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal preview show. I'm joined by two wonderful people and Mike for today's show. How are you doing, Mike? You good? You well? Doing love, lovely. Anytime I'm below you is uh, is is nice, and uh, I'm below you to kind of in duplicate today. So, how old it's... is that show? Out of interest, which one is that? I believe that one was probably from about a week or so ago, but it's it's. Oh, I look slimmer than that, so I'll take that. Uh, uh, (laughs) Maybe it's the angle. Maybe it's the camera. This is the first time you could ever claim that you're 85 inches. Wow. Yeah, and that's that's. Wow. Mike says I rarely ask him on the show, and and he started. He's showing you exactly the reasons why hey, I rarely do. Oh, that's uh, that's like seven, seven, seven foot tall. I mean, you're a, you're a tall yeah. gentleman. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's what you meant. Uh, also joined by uh, Mike's reluctant friend, uh, Tom Sable. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? <laughs> I'm wonderful. It's it's it's. We're only a couple, of, not even a couple hours away from uh, each other, and I uh, get to see him on here, not in person. So. Get your butt up to McDenton's one of these days, Mike. I will be making it very, very soon. There you go. Lovely stuff. And lastly, uh, I joined uh, last night on the Highbury squad, so it's good to return the favour and have a shoot over to the Guna Talk. It's Sophie. How you doing? You good, Joel? I am absolutely epic. Is that song by um, Elvis running through your head now with Mike? Regrets, I've had a few, but then again, <laughs> too, 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 too. always, perpetually, yes. <laughs> Who wins the background? Roaring. 
everyone's got a very cool background here, if I may say yeah. so myself. Yeah, very I think nice. Mike's mm. got the best background. <laughs> 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 Mike, yeah, of no, I love he it. Does. Um, but uh, in the background of this week is Arsenal because at the foreground is everybody else because we're having to play on Monday night. I'm curious, Thomas, your thoughts about what the, the mentality, the psychology of that. We are used to playing last. We did it last weekend, of course, when we beat Newcastle. I think we've done it like the last few weeks. So I feel like we've played last in the weekend. Do you feel like that has any bearing? Arteta was asked about it in his press conference. And he kind of just said, oh, we've had to do that before and it doesn't really make a difference. They, 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 a couple of the players let it out that they do pay attention to it and it's hard not to. So I think they'll, it, it's helpful. It's always better to go second, go third, go last so that you can see what you have to do. So I'm, I think it's, they're okay, but I, I don't know how much they really put into that. Um, they already know what they need to do. They have to win out and they have to win each. The next game is the most important. So this one I'm more concerned about, not what happens before the, the match, but the banana peel that it could be. Mm, yeah, there's always that worry, isn't there? Uh, Sheffield United, of course, have been pretty poor this season, Sophie. You know, they've only picked up, I think, what, 13 points um, during the campaign. We battered them, um, or battered them, as Mike would say, uh, <laughs> at the Emirates earlier in the season. 5-0, I think it was, on the day. And there'll be an expectation, I think, from Arsenal fans that we do that again. And is that probably fair? I think it's fair. In terms of the going last thing, do you guys, when you play like darts or board game with your mates, do you like to go? There's something about going last in everything. Yeah, just because, I do. You know, I like to see what I, they've done so I know what I need to, to do to win. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, formulaic games uh, tend to, you know, give me a little bit of a concern. Uh, but if you want to win the title, uh, in a nutshell, you've got to go up there and win. It doesn't matter... I know a lot of Arsenal fans want goals and another 5-0 win, but get up there, you know, even a 1-0 ugly I'll take uh, off someone's nose or an own goal, don't really care about. I'm less about performance in this particular match and more about the result. You can't lose or drop points to Sheffield United if you want to win the title. Mm, indeed, absolutely. It's a must-win game. We're looking at it this weekend as the easiest fixture of all the title challenges, Mike, because Manchester City play Manchester United, Liverpool are away at Nottingham Forest, which is by no means an easy game either. Do you think, despite the fact that the last few weeks where you know we've won, we've played last, and it's not necessarily it's been to catch up, it's just been to also win like the others have, like last weekend, I think the weekend before that as well, do you feel as though this weekend we might get lucky? Um, I... I... Don't really have that feeling about this weekend. I think uh, I think City's actually got the easiest game of the three right now, uh, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, how many years did we go through a situation where you know we would play on Sunday and on Saturday Spurs would lose or drop points, Chelsea would lose or drop points, and we're all you know it's the internal argument about you know do you do you start chirping around on Saturday and laughing at those teams when we still haven't got, you know, we still haven't played Burnley yet. Uh, and then we go and drop points to Burnley. I mean, that, that was basically our life for a number of years. So it's really, you know, one of those testaments to one of the many testaments to the mentality of our club right now that, you know, when we need to win, we tend to play in a way that, that, that reflects that when we don't show up for games, which we've only seen a couple of times this season, Fulham being one of them, uh, Fulham away, uh, Fulham home to a certain degree as well. Um, 
you know, it, it generally isn't when that pressure is on. So I, I think this will be another weekend where all three teams keep pace with each other. All all three teams pick up three points. Um, but I'll certainly be hoping for otherwise. Mm, absolutely. I think that when it comes to Arsenal, Mikel Arteta always just wants to focus on the next game. He doesn't care what City are doing. He doesn't care. What I mean, he does care, but he publicly doesn't care. And I won't That's, say that he just does. Public. It is public, but I think that it is the right approach, Tom, to just focus on what we have to do. As Sophie said, if we are in the title race, if we want to win the league, you can't drop points against teams like Sheffield. I mean, to be honest, in this state of play, in this Premier League, you can't drop points against anyone, really, if you want to win the Premier League these days. But they'll come off the back of that win against Newcastle, which is a really good response um, to the Porto frustration, of course. We've now got these two games leading up to that Porto game. We talk about it being just about the next fixture. But how much with players coming back from injury do you think will be in Arteta's mind about that Porto fixture and how these two games might infer his selections going into that fixture? Um, I only think it's really going to matter with a couple of the people that he already has stated that has had some issues. Like Jorginho's probably I, – I personally don't think Jorginho is going to get in until maybe late only to get him some, some a late run in because he's been – He's older. Some of us uh, don't age as well as others. So, um, and he is, but he is still, he's been very integral to how, what we're trying to do. And so I don't think we're going to be looking that far ahead because I think, like I said, this could be a challenging one, but that mm. being said, they're, they're a really, really bad team. They are, they're, they're fighting each other on the pitch. They're, they're barely getting any chances per game. Uh, I think we've doubled or tripled the chances per game on them. So it, uh, we're not going to really do too much to change it up in, in, in lieu of setting somebody down for the Brentford or the, or the Porto game. I think when we get to Porto, there'll be plenty enough uh, motivation mm. to, to get that game. Yeah, uh, there should be, you know, you think about it, there should be, we say motivation, but Sophie, so often do we, have we, I should use the past tense, talked about Arsenal with arrogance at times going into games when things are going really, really well, and we go into the games almost like it's a formality that we'll get that win. I, Despite this game from the fan perspective, I think being that, uh, you know, I mean, yourself saying it a second ago, we should be winning this game. I don't get that sense that the Arsenal team any longer feel that way, even though the Porto game was frustrating. I don't think that was by any, you know, arrogance. I thought Porto played it perfectly and frustrated us really, really well. And I don't feel like we go into games with that mindset anymore. I, I think there's a shift. Uh, one of the things I've been talking about a lot over the last you know season and a half is mental because Arsenal have super talented players. And especially this season with the addition of Declan Rice, he's made such a massive difference to the squad. There's a certain belief, I think, that is real this time around. I think Arteta tried to sell us on confidence and belief last season. Um, and even the season prior when we didn't qualify for the Champions League. I think the the players wanted to do well last season. They wanted to win the league, but I think this season they believe they can. And just adding Declan Rice, um, having the experience of Jorginho, um, the continual evolution of Saka, you know, the big decision about the goalkeeping situation and how that's turned out. To me, there seems to be an actual belief that they can do it. And there's a different edge to them. I've wanted to see how they overcome adversity. And they've been able to bounce back from bad results last season. But, you know, Porto, the narrative started kicking in again. You know, naivety in Europe, 
Um, is Mikel Arteta, you know, does he does he have what it takes to kind of be a closer? And I think in the Premier League, he's proving his worth because it's tough to be competitive. And now we've done that, I think, for three solid seasons. Um, so for me, it's the belief and the mental. And I think that's the difference that I see in this squad um, this season. And hopefully, you know, now we've hit March, April, May. Now's the time as, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Alec Baldwin said in Glengarry, Glen Ross, always be closing. And that's how Arsenal are going to be measured. And for me, I think they believe that they can. You know, whether or not we'll do it and we'll lose out to Liverpool or City by a point, um, the fact that they believe that they can do it, I think that's the major difference this season. Mm. It's just that continual progression that we want to see from Arsenal. You know, it's the Premier League is so competitive that, you know, the mindset of if we don't win the Premier League or the Champions League, it's just simply not good enough. Um I for me it's it's about if Arsenal are moving toward that goal. As long as Arsenal are going in the direction that takes us towards that, which I still look at them and think that they are, that's what matters to me. And you look at this year in 2024, and yes, we've had the disappointment in the FA Cup against Liverpool. Yes, we had the disappointment of the first leg of the Champions League that absolutely has to be turned around in the first leg. Of if it's not, it's a huge, huge disappointment in European football once again. And certainly questions will be asked into that regard. But Six wins, 25 goals scored, Mike. You know, this team is it's got such ruthlessness about it now. Like the, the start of the season, there was a lot of changes. We were tweaking things. The lineups were, you know, going through different factors as we had injuries, but also as Arteta tried to work out how he was going to get the best from certain players. It seems like now we have, even with players coming back, a pretty set team. At least nine of those players seem pretty set into their positions. How do you see that going forwards with the return of, of Partey potentially this week. Zinchenko is, is said to be close. Tomiyasu is said to be close. Jesus and Vieira are now back in the squad. And we've seen images, of course, of Yuri and Timber now back in parts of, of Arsenal training as well. How do you see that set nature of the team, as Tom was mentioning earlier, that we might not see too much for this game, but going forwards? You're on mute, man. Oh, sorry about that. I think going <laughs> forward, we're you know we're about to re-enter the period of, of time where we have two two games a week. Uh, mm. This this well, game now they keep getting bloody postponed. Of course we are. So. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we got like one game in the next or three games in the next uh, two weeks, and then mm. nothing for like six weeks. But days, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, we're going to need that depth. We're going to need it, it. It's so much better to have six guys that are kind of on the verge or in the near term going to be coming back than to be dealing with some of the things that we've had in the past. Now, you know, knock on wood, we don't lose other people now that we're, you know, currently counting as being part of that, uh, that team. Thank you, Tom. Uh, I didn't hear the noise though. That, that I, I, I did the noise. <laughs> I was tapping the desk. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's a good problem to have, obviously. Um, it is something where I think, you know, and we'll talk about the lineups for the game against Sheffield. Um, and then the following I guess five or six days later against Brentford, I don't think you'll see many changes because this team is, I mean, playing lights out right now. Uh, why change that unless it's for fatigue or, or, you know, otherwise you, you may get more creative with your, with your substitutions with certain people needing a run out towards the end of games. I think that's where we see Timber start to come back. That's where we see Jesus start to reintegrate. Mm -hmm. And then you see what you have uh, on a week to week basis. The one thing kind of, taking a step back to the mentality issue, what we're seeing this season that I don't remember ever seeing before is a revenge factor. 
think about the games that we've lost this season, and there are not many of them. I think in all competitions combined, there's seven. Um, lost twice to West Ham and then went 6-0 on them. We mm-hmm. have lost to uh, to Wolves. What did you say, Wolves? Lawns. Who we oh, lost Lawns. To yeah, and yeah. Won six yeah, we didn't lose to Wolves. Yeah, um, Lawns and then mm-hmm. came back and beat them 6-0. Um, the Villa game, we have not had the chance yet to uh, mm-hmm. to take them. We haven't Liverpool. had the chance with Porto yet. We uh, we didn't lose to, to Liverpool, but yes, – uh, Well, in the FA Cup. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up again. Who am, I, who am I arguing with? The Mr. Arsenal right now. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the other day wearing a very yellow, a very yellow suit, like just complete yellow. He, was he does make some, some bold fashion choices. Yeah, I, will, he does. I will say that. But, uh, you know, we're, we have a team now that I wouldn't be surprised at all if the pregame talk and, and the, the, the preparations in the week leading up to these, these revenge games have addressed the fact that we need to avenge this loss. And 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 literally the only team I don't think that we'll have a chance to avenge this season is Fulham. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, I, I will probably not be as confident going into a, you know, second leg of a two-leg match where we're actually down in the first leg as I have against Porto in a long time because I, I feel like I know what the preparation will be for that game. And I expect that one to be over early and we can send the whole second half celebrating my birthday. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, Newcastle is another one as well. Obviously lost at St. James's Park and then just last weekend won four one as well. That's what gave me that's what made me actually realize, you know, hey, we're we're avenging just about all of our losses yeah. and not avenging them mildly. We're avenging them pretty powerfully. That's yeah. what I've been calling um I've been calling them Arteta's Arsenal Avengers. If anyone wants to make a meme or a thumbnail for me, um you any do of that. your you listeners. did it with the last supper. So surely you can do uh you know. Yeah, sh- yeah, yeah. I mean, it's February. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we I'll I'll, I'll text Seb. <laughs> Seb will do it. Um let's talk about some individuals then that that could be coming back. I ran through a list of them there, but Tom Thomas Partey is back in training, has been training since last week. He obviously has been, when available, such a crucial player for us, but it is that caveat of when he's available. Jorginho, though, has been brilliant for us in the last, this year. Rice is obviously, you know, words fail me in terms of how many superlatives you can use to describe him this season. How and when does Partey come back into the fold, do you think? Well, we've talked about this before. He's been coming back for, like, it feels like six months, eight months, nine months. It's just... It's never ending. You see pictures of my God, you did. <laughs> Goodness sake. <laughs> oh, that that what's is a really next. old boat. That tells you how the, the weight loss program's gone there with that. He had there to do go. it. <laughs> I thought this would be full screen, but uh, sorry, Tom. I that's <laughs> pathetic. Mark, I'm Mark is coming back. He's not screen. coming back. Uh, yeah, Mike is, is going to be banned after this. So no, I'm talking about the picture behind there. <laughs> We're not. You're not going to let that one come back, though. So. Oh geez, I didn't realize oh. that was scrolling. Yeah, this is me, so don't so don't worry about it. Stop scrolling. I'm gonna take you off the screen. <laughs> I, I didn't mean I didn't realize my scroll. All right, sorry, I've completely derailed the show and I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Make sure there's no Washington DC picks coming next. No, Just no, saying. no, no, no. Yeah, okay. Well, well, well I was what I wanted to get to is that you know, gone are the days of us having to play like Shamak and playing. Um, Lord Bentner, we are, we're bringing back players like Thomas Partey is going to get healthy. Tommy Asu is getting healthy. 
you know, we have a a bench that's going to be a little bit more robust, well, a lot more robust compared to some of the team, teams we had to field back the last time we were in the Champions League. So um, I'm feeling really confident we're getting healthy at the right time. It's going to it's a good problem to have for Arteta to be able to integrate players like Jesus and, and Tomiyasu and even Zinchenko. There's there's just think of all those players that we have not seen in a while that normally would be starting. So I, and we've had the, their, their understudies have come in. Give yours playing, playing great. You know, Jorginho, like you said, he, he, he's turning back the, the hands of time because he's playing really well. Um, so I, I do think that we're, we're in a good place. I think we're at the right uh, moment in time to get those guys back. And unlike last year where we went faded off because of some injuries. I, and I do believe that that's the reason why we didn't finish strong and win the league last year was the, the injuries. And we get criticized for the B word and I don't like it, but um, we definitely have some um, great players coming back. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's scary for other teams. You know, Liverpool at the moment are in absolute injury crisis. Um, and Arsenal now getting back players that they've just not had for so long, which is so, so important. So in terms of the striker position, Gabriel Jesus obviously been on the bench for the last two games, not come on. Arteta said he doesn't want to risk him. And he said something quite worrying, I thought, actually, in the press conference, because he said something on the lines of, we don't know how long we're going to have him back for, which is not something you really want to hear <laughs> from your, your coach sometimes. But Havertz has obviously played there. Trossard has, has played there. They've both looked good when playing in and around mm. that centre centre forward position and internally as well. How do you see, if if possible, a pathway back for Jesus? And, and could it even come on Monday? I think Jesus is going to play a major role in how we progress in the Champions League. I think what was missing in Porto um, was starting Jorginho with his experience, Zinchenko and Jesus. These are players that have been there before in those knockout stages and understand, you know, the pressure of it all. And having that experience is massive. Um, So for me, I think he'll play a big role in terms of, you know, how successful we can be in the Champions League. In the Premier League right now, when you're scoring the volume of goals we are, and when he needs four or five chances to bury one, I just don't think that you change that. And I also think that the hustle that he has kind of led by example, what he does off the ball, is something that has become infectious in the entire team now. You know, Saka does it well, Martinelli hustles, Trossard hustles, Havertz is just absolutely brilliant at tracking back. Um, His physicality adds something completely different to our forward line, and I think that's working. So barring an injury, I think Jesus sits on the bench for now, can come on, be a super sub, uh, and, you know, still contribute to the team. I don't think that he comes back automatically and starts, and maybe Arteta's thinking the same. Um, I, I just get the impression that, Right now, you know how Arteta likes it when he finds this formula, he finds this 11, and he will absolutely squeeze every ounce that he can out of these players between now and the end of the season. Um, Having someone like Jesus on the bench is a win-win for us. Same thing with Zinchenko. Kivior's done a great job. The way Ben White's playing on the other flank, all really good. This is what we've wanted. We wanted a squad of players who have versatility, but also have an effectiveness when they come on 
whether they start or whether they come on off the bench. And I think for me right now, Jesus sits on the bench. And if the goals dry up, then, you know, is he the answer to come on? Not really, because he's not that prolific, but he's definitely a weapon um, that I think we're going to be able to use between now and the end of the season. Yeah, it's that profile of centre-forward that clearly fits what Arteta wants. He wants a centre-forward that isn't your traditional, you know, your number nine. And I know that City changed when Erling Haaland came in and, and became a team that would have that that focal point. But I don't think there is an Erling Haaland that's joining Arsenal in the summer. And I don't necessarily think there is that type of centre-forward on the market unless we would have been able to have a, a crack at getting Mbappe, but I didn't see that ever happening, that would get us something close to more of a traditional number nine that's not as collaborative. I think when Arsenal go into the market next and look for that next centre-forward, it is going to be with the traits that we have in, in terms of Jesus. It might be somebody a bit more of, of a focal point. It might be someone a bit taller, a bit more physical, perhaps, like a Goyo Carrez or a Benjamin Sesco or an, you know the Ivan Tony type, uh, not the Ivan Tony type, sorry, the uh, Ollie Watkins type that, that is also scores goals but creates plenty as well but has more physical presence at the same time I think that all of those things are going to be looked for in a centre forward but Jesus will still have a big role to play this and into next season I think he can cover in the wide areas as well really comfortably and so I think we'll see that uh away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home and the same goes at McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery are you in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's talk about lineups a little bit in more detail. We'll start with Mike's team. Talk us through your selection, mate, and why you've picked what you've picked. Well, we'll start at the top um, and, and just point out as we talk about the number nines. At some point this season, Eddie Niketia went from being essentially the only replacement when, when Jesus was hurt in the nine to being the fourth choice uh, you know, number nine. And to me, that is nothing against Eddie Nketiah. You know, you know, we've spoken about him a lot in the past, Tom, but, you know, at Arsenal, he should be a third or fourth choice center forward if he's, if he's, if he's in the squad. And it's just a sign of the improvement of the payoff of the strategy of Mikel Arteta to sign versatile players who can either play wing and, and, and up top or play in the eight and up top that you know we don't really quote unquote have to see him plugged in every time Jesus is not ready to do 90 minutes uh and um and so I think that's a that's a positive thing and I think will this would this lineup essentially be uh it'd be but for one thing I think of the same as we we trotted out against Newcastle I think uh Jorginho starts uh rather than Trossard um but uh it, I think that front three gives you the opportunity to have different looks, the, the combination of our wingers and, and Havertz's runs. I mean, we saw it in the second goal against Newcastle, how smart Havertz can be with, with where he is in space. And we, you know, you, you just know, especially against the Sheffield United, that Saka and Martinelli are going to have a lot of possession in dangerous areas. And, um, and I feel, I feel good with ha having Havertz be the target man in there. Uh, absolutely yeah or cut back to Odegaard uh as we've seen so many times before he doesn't miss from the top of the box um so you know really I don't see him making too many changes you don't really have to worry about tired legs at least we shouldn't have to with with eight to nine days between games um and um you know when it comes to Kivior which I guess would be the only other decision uh 
don't fix it if it's not broke. He's been fantastic in his job. I don't think we need particularly to have dynamic overlapping play from our fullbacks against a team like this. So this is what I would stick with. Lovely stuff. Uh, going to Tom next. Talk us through this one, mate. Well, like we've been talking about, the back five basically picks themselves. And 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 like I, like Mike was just saying, Kivior has been playing well, and you can't take him out. Just Just keep going with that. I did get a little crazy here. Maybe this is just me wanting some stuff to happen, but I did take out um, Jorginho because I do think he needs a little bit of rest, and this is a perfect game to give him that rest um, because he's. I, I think that even Arteta said that he's he's been carrying something throughout the last few weeks anyway. So the Smith is coming in, and I'd like to see him do well. I've got him as my star. But I also get a chance to see Trossard give Martinelli a break because Martinelli just runs and runs and runs, and he's been really good coming off the bench. So I would love to see him get on the be- off the bench for Trossard late in the game. Um, and to Mike's point about Inkedia, keep in mind Inkedia had a, a hat trick against these guys the last time we played. Um, mm. So uh, I, I, it's it's going to be interesting. I I do think that they're not going to know what hit him tomorrow on, on Monday. So. There's been a lot of uh, talk about Evan Ferguson in the last couple of days. And did you know that Eddie Nketiah has got more goal contributions this season in less minutes than Evan Ferguson? <laughs> Quite incredible, that stat. Uh, and by the way, for people that say, well, one of those is a Sheffield United hat trick. Well, Ferguson also got three of his goals in one game this season as well. It was against Newcastle. But, uh, Sophie, do you want to talk us through your team? Yeah, I'm a little bit like Mike here. Um, It it feels like the game to rest a couple of players, but now we're in the final act. This is it. This is, you know, the Arsenal movie of the season. We've had the first act. We've had, you know, the, um, the intermission. And now this is the final act. And if your best players are fit, you play them. Um, There's a big break coming up as well with the Chelsea postponement. So, uh, I say you play your best players who are in form. Um, I can see why Tom was maybe wanting to switch out uh, Jorginho. Um, but, you know, for me, yeah, this is this is the team. This is the team you roll with and um, and hopefully they'll get the result. I picked, are you, I, I picked, are you doing the star player? Should I do? Yeah, talk about it at, at will. Yeah. So I feel like, that Saka has really stolen the headlines and Martinelli's had a bit of an up and down season, you know, the eye test, but he's still just such a special player. And Mm. I fancy him this weekend to get a hat trick. I think that, you know, he seems hungry. He's always hungry. He's, he works so hard and whether it's Trossard or Martinelli starting, I fancy them both to get, um, a lot of goals uh, this weekend, and Martinelli for me is primed to to bag a hat trick and be the star man um, and take them take the uh, player of the match away from the other star boy. I say star boy, star man time, Tom. Let's stop. Yeah. Let's stop calling him star boy. Photo you You've seen his body. Jeez, yeah, yeah he's I'm a man real. now. He's all man. Incredible. Um, inspiration for me to get down the gym for sure. Um, in terms of my team on the day. 
Uh, I've got a little bit rogue uh, with with Jesus coming back in there up top. I just I really like Jesus as as a player, as a person. I think that him coming back into the team in a team that's so free scoring, if he can get involved in that, and we can show to be scoring so freely with him in the team, I think that's so so much excitement about the fact that you can rotate key players, key positions, and still maintain that free scoring flow. Uh, he's so creative as well. You know, I look forward to seeing that Havertz. I know I'm a hypocrite. I've been saying keep him out of the midfield. Here he is in the midfield for us. It's just on paper. He's going to spend most of the game. It's basically a 4-4-2 at this stage when Havertz plays in that position. Um, And I hope that we do see Havertz popping up inside the box. But he's going to be playing in and around uh, that that 16, 18-yard area. And I think that that ultimately, whoever starts up top, if Havertz is also in the team, you're playing that kind of dual role. Everyone else is the same. Big props to Kivior, keeping that place. Zinchenko coming back has got a big job to steal that back off him um, as well. And this does seem harsh on Trossard. Uh, I said harsh on Trossard. <laughs> uh, harsh on Trossard. Uh, but uh, he does, for me, make such an impact off, off the bench when coming on mm. to play in the left position. I think when he starts games on the left-hand side, that's when there's perhaps more of a, an issue. Right, we'll go to, to predictions. So, Tom, scoreline and scorers, please. Yeah, you know what I really want to do is, is pick 8-0. Um, <laughs> but I've on, on your shows, I've been picking a, a one goal for the opposing team. So I'm going to go eight, one. I do think that they are going to just obliterate this team. They are terrible. This team is wow. as much as I wow. said, we need to get some breaks. I really do think that they're going to, if, if Arteta's got them where they need to be mentally and we're playing last in the weekend. Like we talked about earlier, I think they're just going to obliterate them. I think, and and maybe we might even see, uh, like Sophie said, uh, a hat trick for Martinelli off the bench since I didn't start him. Yeah. So. There you go, Sophie. Um, I'm going to go with a three. I'll go with four one. I'll go four one. Martinelli gets his hat trick, and then we get um a set piece goal from Gabriel. And uh, they get a set-piece goal header. You know, old, dirty, old Sheffield United style in the rain. Um, set-piece goal. 4-1 for me. Uh, and, you know, send another statement out to the other two and the rest of the league. You know, uh, we're we're here and we're going to carry on dominating teams, keep banging in the goals, let everyone fear us. Indeed. That'll be 29 goals in... Well, if, it's, if Tom has his way, it'll be 33 goals in seven games. Mike... <laughs> You know how I predict games. I, I'm very, very worried. I'm very, very superstitious. And, you know, the other thing about Arsenal is we, we always do, whenever there's super strong sentiment, like, like I've, I'm familiar with, uh, you know, with, with like stock investing and stuff, and there's, there's consumer sentiment. And when the, when the confidence index gets too high, it's usually a bad sign. Um, and, you know, we're, we're seeing 10 nils and 10 ones in the chat. We're seeing eight nils for, or we eight ones. Time, to be fair in that chat. Yeah, I know. And, and, you know, good old Elliot, uh, you know, Arsenal 10 Sheffield nil could actually happen. One time. day that happens, it'll be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, people will start listening to his podcast. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I just can't do it because every time I pick Arsenal to win and I get and I get suckered into this this you know enthusiastic we're gonna absolutely crush them thing, we end up coming out and and underperforming. Let's put it that way. Uh, so I'm gonna pick what I always pick. I'm gonna pick what I picked for the West Ham game. I'm gonna pick what I picked for the for the Burnley game. 
Um, and and it's going to be two two. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not, it's not going to be two. If the superstition works, it works. <laughs> you can't blame him. Um, HFN says seven nil. Ace Lucas says seven nil. Brad says four nil. John says eight nil. Grant says four one. Agreeing with Soph. Uh, HFN says Newcastle won eight nil at Bramall Lane. So why can't we? Amiri mm-hmm. says five nil. Saka hat trick. If Eddie can do it, surely he can too. White screamer and Smith throwing <laughs> extra time. And Jared says five nil to the Arsenal. Tawana says three nil. Temi says ten nil with Nottingham getting five goals. <laughs> Steve Stone says three one to the Arsenal. Matt G says five nil. Rancid says three nil. Ian says two nil. Paul says four nil. Um, and I'm seeing a 3-2 from Reese uh, as well. The chapels. Iron says 3, uh, Paul says 4, Bresman says 5, Traders Mike says 4-1. I'm going to go, I'm going to say we're going to match the home result, 5-0 again, to make it 10-0 in aggregate, so then Elliot can really say, can you, you know... Can you, you believe this is where we are? <laughs> can you believe this I mean, is where we are right now? I mean, the, just the, the, the confidence process alone was enough. It's great. I, mean, we're, I love it. really good. They're really bad. Yeah. I, I know. Oh. I mean, you know, if Come they on. weren't so if they weren't so bad at, de- at defensively, their biggest problem would be uh, scoring goals. But they're just bad yeah. at everything. I agree. Me, but you know, let me read you a Premier comment. League team. Let me read you a comment that was left, if I can find it, uh, on my Porto video recently. I don't know why um, they waited until like more than a week later to leave this comment, but I got left a comment on the the Porto game. Uh, that went absolutely kind of in on on Arsenal fans. I'm trying to find where it is. I don't. Know, they might have actually deleted it now. That's really irritating. It was such like a long message. I might have print screened it. I did. Tom, I can did I? Oh, oh, you have it. Go on, okay, go on yeah. read it. I know no, you're trying gonna... to jump in and save me there while I'm trying to find it. Yeah. <laughs> go on. <laughs> but I, I'm so sick of this Arsenal bashing. It's so boring. It really is. I mean, the fact that Rio's become, I thought Mark Goldbridge's comment about Rio was like, wow, Mark Goldbridge is saying that about, <laughs> you know, an, a, a Man United legend becoming like a TikTok beta. Mm. Then, wow, roles are reversing. And I think it's true. It it's the true. same thing with Gary Neville. And he's, you know, this is why I was never a fan. And, and I don't know, Tom and Mike might not like me for this, but I was never a fan of Ray Hudson and his commentary. It's too prepared. It's not organic. And some people are thinking that about pre- Peter Drury um, since he's um, shifted yeah, gears. Are. You know, it's just like, come on. Are we really that? I just don't understand it. And I, I just think that it is nothing but wanting to get attention and column inches. You know, last year, Man United win the League Cup and everyone poo-pooed it. This year, Liverpool win it and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like Arsenal win. (laughs) Arsenal fans are confident and we're called delusional. Arsenal fans celebrate a win and we're we're over-celebrating. Just stop. It's just rancid crap. I just don't get it. It's it's so old and so boring. Like, be be smarter. Create a narrative. Write really good stories. Talk talk about what you see. And the truth is, what you're seeing, and whether you're an Arsenal fan who was Arteta in or out, we've evolved as a club, and people fear that. And we haven't won anything yet. I get it, but there's no doubt you cannot say that this journey that we've been on over the last two seasons hasn't just been the most fun we've had as Arsenal fans. And who cares about what other fans think? I don't anymore. I really don't. I used to like, used to really roll me up. Not that I'm rolled up right now. Yeah, and, yeah, and I used to, to <laughs> no, but I just am so, 
I'm so over it. It's ridiculous. Sorry, Tom. Sorry. This is Sophie so, Tom right here. This comment's not going to quell that, by the way. Uh, just so this was left this morning, like on the Porto video, which was like last week. It's from 10 Dharma, although I've saved it just in case we win because I'm so replying to it if we do. <laughs> uh, you, Arsenal, are a tight ass because Porto outplayed you, you useless English team. I mean, English, none of you are English, including the Walmart Americans behind you, useless gunners. And I mean ballers because you lost all your guns. Just accept the Wenger mentality still lingers in Walmart asses. A losing <laughs> mentality associated with losing acceptability. Then you created your own mean Wenger of whining while losing and carries on with your schizophrenic attitudes that others just aren't yes. worse than you because and butts and more and because and butts. This doesn't even make sense at this point. And the end, you just deserve to lose your almighty Porto for now. The English Premier League is more of a fast than real football. Money for nothing in Arsenal. I know it's going to get clipped and then used as like one of those clips that Sophie was asking to stop doing. But it's, I, I was just taken aback by this comment. Love Gary Neville. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I read it this morning. Like that's wow, that's epic. Walmart American. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a Walmart fan. I'm a Target fan. So well, there you go. Yeah, you can't <laughs> be a little Target. Okay. Say it right, Tom. Target. Target. Is that what it is? Yeah, that, yeah, fancy, 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 <laughs> fancy, yeah. I get fancy, so many fancy. little things about my pronunciation and everything. I start believing things that aren't even true anymore. So I'm no, it is actually that. Target, but there's a thing where you call it Target. Is because that like what we even... call Primark, Primarni? Is that sort of the thing? Yes. Over here? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 There you see, it's that's a, that's you should frame that, Tom. You should frame that. Um, well, I will be if we win. If we don't, I will be blocking that person immediately. <laughs> so they're never coming back. <laughs> you know what? Anyway. I, I was talking to David Hillier and um, I think you is about, about the journey. And mm. I don't know if, you know, sometimes things happen and you realize like, wow, I'd, Mike's been a journey guy. Fergus, uh, Trevor, they're journey guys, right? Um, and you you love your club at the end of the season, whether you win, lose, or whatever happens. And I think that kind of in instant gratification side of me has subsided definitely over the last maybe season and a half. But the journey last year was amazing. And the journey so far this year is a little bit different, but it's amazing. We're up there again. And it would be amazing if we can win. You've got to close the deal, yes. Um, but to go apoplectic over things, um, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I'm just getting older, and I, just, I think I think you know we got three fifty somethings in this room here. Sorry, uh, and a fetus, and and you know I think life experience, especially not just being around for a long time, but some of the things you live through, to be a results are the only thing that matters. Person, look if you're if if you're if you're a business person or an investor, that's fine. But if mm -hmm. you're experiencing the things that life has to offer, if you are open to you know, meeting people to experiencing highs and lows and, and everything in between. How can you not be a journey person? I just, I just don't understand. And you see them mostly on Facebook and, and, and Twitter and stuff The the, the results are the only things that matter people. And I just, you know, or I guess we would call them destination people as opposed to journey people. And if you're a destination person and you still have a chance to turn yourself around, do it because you're missing out on 95% of what life has to offer. I think Sophie said it the other day on our show when um, that that goal by Reese Nelson, we didn't win last year, but that's always going to stick with me. 
Mm. There are yeah, certain things that not years. matter anymore. Does that yeah. not? Did that Doesn't not give you joy matter. retroactively now? I mean. Yeah. yeah, like someone left a comment on my video the other day saying, like, can we stop overhyping Arsenal? Like, we've not won anything yet. I'm like, no, like, I, I enjoy, I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy this season. I want to enjoy the fact that last season it sucks that we didn't win it. But as you said, Tom, like, I think back to that being losing my mind in the press box when I'm not meant to at that Nelson goal. Like, I lost my head. Oh, that, that was funny. The, sec- the second after the Liverpool win means nothing if we don't win next Saturday. No, it doesn't mean nothing if we don't win it next Saturday. It lowers the it lowers the chance we're going to win the Premier League if we don't win next Saturday. But it yeah. means everything right I feel now. Sorry so... for those that don't celebrate. Guys. Yeah, a pity. I was there for really the. Um, I wasn't there for the Reese goal, but I was there for the Eddie goal, the three-two, yeah, the Man United. We Mike, Mike, we were there, right? And um, it was just brilliant. I mean, it was just unbelievable. I yeah. those when, moments when Lacazette scored an injury time two. To draw level with Palace at home and, and Palace and Wolves years. as well. Oh, the winner was against Wolves, wasn't it? The... Yeah, no, I'm talking about like two seasons ago when it was, when we were losing to Palace yeah. at home. It was the, Partey scored his first goal with Arsenal, and then we gave up two goals. And Lacazette scores in the 91st minute, oh. and I went absolutely nuts. I mean, like Mike, Mike, lose, Mike loses half the audience yeah. at Lacazette. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I mean, we 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 had an exciting end of the game draw, and yes, I ripped my shirt off, and Owen was was there next to me, and we hugged, and and yeah. uh, you know, and it was a it was a lowly draw at home against Palace, but that, yeah, that didn't minutes. happen, by the way. That's just there. That yeah. that did not happen. Just there I was, was a, in the press box. Fight. Um, I didn't start the fight. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) Aston Villa. (laughs) Goodness me, that was brilliant. Anyway, thank you so much, uh, everyone, for tuning in and listening. My prediction is, as I said, what did I say? 5-0. So goal scorers, Ben White, Screamer, obviously. uh, Mm. Havertz to get two, because then it means Mm. he goes level with Madison on goal contributions, which means my bet with Dan Potts is suddenly looking at it. Kivior bicycle kick. Kivior scoring. Did you say Kivior? Kivior bicycle kick, yeah. A Kivior bicycle kick would be great. But he scored last week, so, you know, you've got to mix up. I would love David Raya to get one. You know, one of those <laughs> long, one of his passes that just bounces over the goalkeeper. One of throws, like that he's just <laughs> aiming throw, for Jesus yeah. and just throws it in the net. <laughs> I don't even know if Are that you, can I count. Does that count do if that, that happens? It's a pass. Is that a weird rule? Yeah, from a goalkeeper, it would. Yeah, so... it would get... Yeah, yeah, well, obviously, it wouldn't throw up anyone else if they throw yeah, it in the goal. It doesn't count for anyone. Uh, hello, these days. If it was anybody else. You <laughs> should know better, Mike. With VAR these days, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, only Maradona can score that kind of goal. <laughs> um, uh, thank you to my fantastic panel. Uh, Tom, thank you for your time, mate. Tell people they can find you what you're going to be up to. Uh, as usual, you can find me at the end of the bar down in McDenton's, uh, um, maybe underneath the bar. I don't know. I'm there a lot. So, um, and you can see me on the social medias, follow my photography at Sir Sable. Um, and, uh, I'll see you around. So always a pleasure. Tell people they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Um, give us a, a lob over at uh, Highbury squad. We'll be doing a show after the game on Monday. Uh, we've got U.S. men's national team legend and former Sheffield Wednesday star John Harks coming on next week, which I'm looking forward to Ooh, um, for a good old football chat and some other great guests. We'll we'll be challenging Lagrove on his Mudrick theory um, as well on the show next week, so you won't want to miss that. Plus a couple a of other guests. You can challenge Lagrove about if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a send me a list. <laughs> some other cool stuff coming up on the Highbury Squad as well that you'll be hearing about soon. Really yes, are. well, you know, I'm not going to tell them about that yet, right? 
No, neither am I. But yeah. it's, okay. I'll just, I'll just show the intro. But there you go. That's my tease. little teaser. Um, <laughs> Mike, thank you for coming on, mate. Always a pleasure. Tell me where I can find you and what you're going to be up to. Uh, at the Gooners Pod, you can find me for the next three weeks at Highbury. Um, I will be uh, back over to Blighty, as I've heard it's called. Um, and, uh, and enjoying... No one from England actually calls it that. No Only you it. Americans do that. No one well, somebody was like, oh, you're coming back over. To... When, when you're back in, in Blighty? And I'm like, what the hell is Blighty? And so now I have to use it all the time. But, uh, but no, it's going to be uh, – I'm hoping that the next three games, it was going to be four, uh, but then Chelsea went and screwed that up. Uh, will be fun times. Uh, if you're in and around London and you want to hang out and get together, there's going to be a good crew of us there. So uh, just reach out to me on Twitter and and uh, and we will have some fun. But uh, at the Gooners Pod and stay tuned for some exciting announcements. Lovely stuff. Uh, thank you, uh, listeners, for tuning in. Appreciate your time. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early, of course, as always, at 8 a.m. to give you all the latest Arsenal news and updates. And, uh, yeah, it's a Premier League weekend of action. doesn't include Arsenal until the Monday night, but that's fine. Let's hope that we can get some others dropping points uh, ahead of our game on Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday. Goodness me. I hope it's not. Monday. Uh, thank you for listening. See you soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.